Thank you for tuning in to The First Time I Heard. I'm your host, Toya Haynes. And my special guest for this episode is Grammy Award-winning producer Alvin Love III. You may be familiar with his work with C.C. Winans, Mary Mary, and The New Respects. And we're talking about the first time we heard Kenny Loggins. When I was a kid, those were the chords that I was waiting one Sunday to hear because I love this song so much. I had heard it in the back of my babysitter's car as a child and never knew who sang it. And so I remember one Sunday, I uh, remember we used to like have to record songs from the radio. I sat there with my finger on that record button waiting one Sunday afternoon just for those chords to come in. And it wasn't until the DJ said it did I know that this was Heart to Heart sung by Kenny Loggins. And that was the first time I heard Kenny Loggins. Something very similar would happen around 10 years later when I was listening to The Quiet Storm on another Sunday night. There was a song playing that I assumed because of the way the chorus went was called Love Will Follow. And I love this song, but I had no idea who sang it. Now, if you know anything about the Quiet Storm format, it's really more about setting the mood than talking in between. So I never heard who sang the song until this one night when the DJ said it was Kenny Loggins. I mean, as I mentioned before, I was a big fan of Heart to Heart. By this time, I was also a big fan of This Is It. But this put me on pause for real. Like, how did he manage to squeeze a straight-up smooth jazz song somewhere between Footloose and Danger Zone? Thanks to Columbia House CD Club, I'm really dating myself here, I was soon to find out. I started at the beginning of his solo career and worked my way up. Kenny Loggins' career has about five different lifetimes or so. Okay, I'm exaggerating, but... It definitely has pockets of different genres. For instance, most people are more familiar with Danny Song and I'm Alright from Caddyshack, but his solo album that came out after the split of Loggins and Messina has some really soulful tunes, including the title track to Celebrate Me Home, Set Me Free, and the Patty Austin penned I've Got the Melody. A few years later, he released Keep the Fire with the mega hit This Is It and Who's Right, Who's Wrong featuring Michael Jackson on BGV. Later albums like Box Humana and The Unimaginable Life would include some really smooth R&B songs, which made me wonder why we never got a more soulful side to Kenny Loggins. 
But I think that's why he's one of my favorite artists. I mean, he's versatile and he's daring and he's collaborated on straight up singer songwriter albums with this project, Blue Sky Writers. But he's also collaborated with jazz greats like David Benoit and Russ Freeman. pretty much do it all but the one thing that is consistent is his great voice and that's why Kenny Loggins is one of my favorite singers of all time I am so excited to have my buddy one of my favorite songwriters and just melody makers Alvin Love the third on the show with me and he like myself Kenny Loggins fan is that right Alvin that is correct. That is What's correct. Up, Toya? <laughs> hey. So the reason, okay, so I remember how I found this out. You are not on Twitter much, but I remember it was years and years and years ago. And I believe you mentioned something about Kenny Loggins and El DeBarge. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love both of them. Yes. And I think you like hashtag melodies hashtag melody hashtag stack harmonies or something like that that sounds like me yes and i was like oh he gets it this is somebody <laughs> this is somebody that when you mention kenny loggins they're not gonna be like footless kenny loggins exactly exactly there's a difference there's a difference there's a difference yes. so i'm gonna ask you the same question that i ask everyone on the show do you remember the first time you heard Kenny Loggins? I I I don't know the exact time, mm -hmm. but but bringing up Footloose more than likely it had to have been Footloose. Mm -hmm. It had to have been, you know, just either on TV growing up, you know, it was always on. So I'm 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 sure the first I ever heard was Footloose, but the first time I heard that wasn't exactly the first time I became a fan. You right, know? right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But the first time I found the Kenny Loggins that like I love today, that's that's not exactly the Footloose Kenny Loggins, was probably probably in the back seat of my parents' car one day driving home from school. I know like when, uh, after school at, in the evenings there used to be that show. Remember Delilah? Yeah. Delilah after dark used to always play like soft rock stuff and uh return to Pooh Corner mm -hmm. was always on on the rotation so just about every night on the way home from either a practice or a rehearsal I always heard that and that's that's the first time that I was actually you know paying attention to him you know yeah. Can I've got to get back to the house that makes sense so that was probably it there's a line i think from a uh, white man can't jump remember that movie <laughs> Wait, what movie? White men can't jump. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a line, and he's talking to he's it's Wesley Snipes talking to Woody Harrelson's character, and they're talking about Jimi Hendrix, I think. And he says, "You might have you might have listened to Jimmy, but you didn't really hear Jimmy." Right, 
Right. That's exactly what it was. That's 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 a good way to put it. I I, I listened to Kenny, but I didn't really start hearing him until until a little bit later. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. What after that, because you said Pooh Return to Pooh Corner, what are some of your favorite Kenny Loggins songs? Ooh, well, that one is still sweet to me. Um, I love uh, you know what? There's another one that I forgot about this. This might have been the first time too. This is really random, but we used to have the VHS to Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. And before Mrs. Doubtfire, there was a preview of like where they would play, they played a montage of like old old movies, but the it was synced to Kenny Loggins' Run River Run. Yeah. And I remember thinking that was really beautiful. I was like, what is this song? Who is this guy? So so I, yeah, that that song, I love Run, Run River Run. I love uh Return to the Corner, mm-hmm. Heart to Heart, of course. Mm-hmm. This is it. Keep the fire burning. Wait a little while. Yeah. Wait a little while to welcome what so happened. And then another one, I believe in love. Oh, I've been running that all day, actually. Yeah, the live, the live version of I Believe in Love. Uh it's actually the top of the show. So I guess I guess that was the first song on the set. So you hear, ladies and gentlemen, Kenny. Yeah, Lord, on the live Lord. album. <laughs> The, the flute, but like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see faces covered up an empty eye, empty spaces where there used to be a soul inside. Nothing and no one ever gets to them, seems to win good blur out the room. They believe in it, okay. So, what are some of your favorite Kenny Loggins songs? Well. One of my all-time favorite songs in general, which I know mainly from Doobie Brothers, but technically it's a Kenny Loggins song because yeah. he wrote it and he recorded it too. So I'll have to say What a Fool Believes is at the top, even though I listened to the Michael McDonald version. Uh, Run River Run, uh, Loggins and Messina. Um, that's the thing about Kenny. He's got so many different eras. Yeah. Like, and so many different facets. There's like the folky Kenny, then there's the footloose pop Kenny, and then there's like the I don't know. My my perfect one is the just the wait a little while, I believe in love, heart to heart. That's the Kenny um, I get down with too. The, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite. That's the one I listen to the most. Yeah. So yeah, those those would be my favorites for sure. Mm-hmm. I wanted to step back to what you were saying about the Michael McDonald. And Kenny Loggins would have full believes because they've only recorded, I think it was four songs together. And really? Yeah. And they're such a great duo. I don't understand why we didn't get more out of it. We should have got more. Yeah, because yeah. they fit together so well. Like what a full believes so as you well. said on both albums. Um, so that and then they wrote This Is It together. Which is amazing. Which is amazing. And they wrote Heart to Heart together. Which and, is crazy. Yeah, so that chemistry, I really wish that we would have gotten more songs. But who knows? Maybe they tour together. Yeah, they're, they're still kicking. What a fool Come on. 
what's the artist's name? They're both on a new guy's record. He's the bass player. What's uh Thundercat? Thundercat. They they both featured on I was so jealous. <laughs> I couldn't believe that this guy got both of them. But yeah, right. um the song is the song is cool, but it's not it's not necessarily what it's not what we know them to do, but still right. just the, the fact that he was able to get Kenny Loggins and Michael. First of all, it says a lot about Thundercat because that yeah. means he's probably geeking out on them just like we are. Right. And then the fact that they were able to, um, he was able to get them both on was really cool. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. I felt like he really gets it to have them both on there. Yes. Yes. But I would have loved to hear more of that traditional right. McDonald, Kenny Loggins background. That's it. That's vocals. it. I don't know if he utilized them as much as he could have. Like if yeah. I, if, if that was me, I would have been, I would have put every like classic cliche, like expected thing in there. I would have just been so indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> And and put everything in that I love them, but uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to hear them though. They they still sound good. Mm-hmm. So Alvin, you are a now Grammy award winning producer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where'd you put your Grammy? Uh, it's in my room. I, uh-huh. got, I got both of them up in here in this shelf. So you got two for CC Wine is Let Me Fall in Love. Let us let them fall in love. I'm sorry. Got two of them. We got song and then we got one for the album. That's incredible. You and Dewan Hill did an amazing yes. job. Amazing job on that record. What I really wanted to talk to you about is you were able to bring just a, such a different element to an already well-received, it's amazing history of work that she has. Thank and you. What was it that made you want to go in a different direction? I had spent a few years singing back up for my mom on the road, and it was on the road that I was able just to hear how great of a singer mm-hmm. she really was. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I knew she was good. Clearly, she's had success. But I think being on the road and seeing her regularly like that, I was like, man, I don't think she has any material that shows what she really can do live. Yeah. A lot of her music, especially past few years were more on like the serene worshipful stuff but she mm-hmm. she didn't really have a lot of songs that were in keys or that had the phrasing that could allow her to sing the way I kind of got to hear her sing uh, on the road mm-hmm. so I was thinking like what are songs that I could write that could uh frame her in in the light and that can give her the uh the chances to do vocally kind of what I would like her to do and all my ideas started going towards more older classic like 50s 60s right sort of songs and then um a lot of my mom's music is really contemporary and I was telling her that we were in a time where I think a lot of the contemporary music uh were kind of playing um, paying homage to older styles mm-hmm. So between what I thought would make her the most relevant sonically and then what would give her a chance to do what I wanted to hear from her vocally, that's kind of how I ended up going the retro route. And um, yeah, she liked the songs. And with her, it's really just as long as the lyrics and the content are conveying her heart, right. she's she's pretty happy. It's pretty, that's pretty much the way to 
get her on board. So um, I think I think she liked the lyrics, and then um, when she heard the arrangements and all the strings and stuff, she was sold. And I think that's one thing I didn't mention is that Cece Winans is also your mother. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so you've heard her, of course, sing your entire life. But I think it's really key and interesting what you said is going on the road with her and acknowledging that she had a range that even growing up with her, you didn't realize right, right. until you got to hear her live. And then you kind of gave her what, what I, what I really noticed and I thought was really cool. It reminds me a lot of like a Phil Spector kind of sound. Oh yeah. He was definitely on the list of influences. I think the, the record kind of kind of plays on both of those sides. Some are more on the the uh, kind of classic pop 50s, 60s stuff, and then mm -hmm. then there's some songs that even the the gospel stuff never really goes too contemporary. It kind of stays within kind of 70s Hawkins, Andre Crouch, just stuff that's a little bit more on the churchy side. I think it's interesting also that we were talking about Kenny Loggins' career and how he has these different facets, you know, yeah. these different eras. And so CeCe also has yeah. different eras, you know. Yeah. Kenny Loggins had Loggins and Messina, you know. She, she has is CeCe. <laughs> you know, like she's had, you mentioned the worshipful stuff. She's, of course, on her Christmas albums. Do you, are you going to be working with her in the future? And do you feel like this is an era that she might continue in for a little bit? Or do you think she might switch up? depending on what uh, you're working on. Yeah, I mean, to your first question, I definitely want to work with her again. I definitely uh, feel that, I don't know, I, I, I come from a perspective that I don't think it requires for me to be her son, but I think that probably plays into it. But I think I just, I have a good knowledge of, of her voice and where she would shine and like what where she's willing to go, where, what's too far you know mm -hmm. what's too safe um i feel like i've got a pretty good idea i'm not the only person out there that does but um if she if she's willing to work with me again um i would love to we just did the christmas yeah. album last year and that mm -hmm. that went well so so i would love to work with her again as far as what what she would do yeah i don't know i think it just depends on what she what she's feeling i've got a couple of ideas now that could go in a few different directions so I think now it's just a matter of her deciding when she's ready to dive back in and mm -hmm. we'll talk about it. I loved I loved the spaces that this album was able to put her in. Like she was on Austin City Limits. Yeah, she was on Austin City and yeah. Kennedy Center honors. Like she's and now even with the between the last two records I've done for her, they've had a lot of orchestral arrangements and right. um so she's gotten a lot more uh, symphony hall gigs. And she's been playing a lot of, uh, yeah, symphony halls, which is cool mm. because, um, you know, I've, I've, I've been wanting to see her kind of venture into new settings and new formats. So, yeah, the, the past record definitely opened some doors for that, which was, mm -hmm. which was one of the goals. Yeah, and you guys accomplished it. It's a wonderful record. People still talk about it. Thank They'll continue you. to talk about it. And you guys got two Grammys out of it, which is amazing. Yeah, so proud of all you. If you let's say let's say Kenny Loggins wanted to remaster or re-record one of his songs, mm -hmm. and he hired you to do it. Oh man! What so wait, song? Well, 
Yeah, to produce it. To produce it. Oh, you can do whatever man. you want. You can bring in strings. You can right, record, right. like whatever you wanted to do. If he said, you can take one of my songs, I'm going to re-record it, and you can produce it any way you want. What man, song would you uh, choose? Well, honestly, some of my favorite ones, like the ones we were talking about, like the Heart to Heart, This Is It. I mean, those those are almost so perfect. I wouldn't even really, I almost want to leave those alone. I'm trying to think of one that I think that I would, could like reimagine. Mm-hmm. Um Honestly, the Pooh Corner. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I would do just something super lush and big, and like you said, strings. I, I can see, I can see me taking that and kind of taking it somewhere else. Um, but the other ones, I mean, they'd be great. But some of those are just perfect as is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to mess it up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. that and then I'm trying to think what else. But yeah, that that's probably yeah. That, off the bat, that's my that would be my pick. I would mm-hmm. do something with Return to Return to Pooh Corner and bring bring Amy Grant back and uh, do it do it real nice. Yeah, that sounds good. That yeah. sounds really good. Speaking of, I talked about just you know we talked about his melodies and just certain signature things about Kenny Loggins' artistry. How do you feel that? That has been an influence on your artistry, as far as oh, the writing. Everything community. that's 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 my that's everything that I really like. Everything like my main, I mean, lyrics. Obviously, they're important, but that's there's some people that are, that are really driven by lyrics. There could be a song that's literally about Snickers bars, but if the mm-hmm. if the melody. And the chords are there, like I, I I'd cry, <laughs> <laughs> even if it was like the dumbest song. So yeah. like, I that's I'm not saying the lyrics aren't important, but for me, what really you know, what really catches me is the melody and the chords, as yeah. far as what makes a great song to me. And Kenny, Kenny Loggins, uh, I just identify with that in him, mm-hmm. and I I feel that. The same things that kind of makes him click and makes him go uh, feel like the same things that get me excited about a song. Like I'll I'll work out to songs that don't even have a beat. Like the same the same the same stuff that gets like when a beat gets people pumped up when they're working out. Like mm-hmm. I can listen to a song that has no beat at all, but if it's got like good harmonies, good chords, like that gives me adrenaline the same way that like a crazy beat would for somebody else working out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that that's the true tell, I think, of someone who's really all about the construction of songs. Yeah. I mean, if you saw my playlist, literally while I'm running, like you'll see Christopher Cross, you'll see like stuff that's like not even hype. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the key changes get you higher. Yes, that's it. That's 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 just how I'm wired. (laughs) What are you working on now, musically? Musically, uh, at the very moment, Nashville Life, my church um, that you were there for the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, we got signed to Integrity, the uh, our music team. Um, So we're in the studio now about to work on a new worship record. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm writing on that and 
producing on that. So that's, that should be fun. We're really excited to team up with, with them on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, that's, that's the main thing I've got. I've got perspective things happening, but stuff that's like not all the way confirmed. So I guess the current project at hand is, is that, but yeah, I'm still doing a lot of writing and still taking production jobs. They're just, the few that are happening are just at a very preliminary stage at the moment. Okay. Okay. But yeah, things are happening and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be, you know, working. Have you ever seen Kenny Loggins in concert before? Yes, uh, at least twice, twice for sure. There might be another time I can't remember, but um, yeah, um, he played Nashville years back. I might have been still in college, maybe coming out of college, but uh, he played downtown, and then maybe two years ago, a year ago, I bought a last minute ticket. Somehow I missed that he was in town. I found that he was playing at the Skirmerhorn with the symphony. Oh, so my, I, like, I have oh, just man. left like, Nashville his when that songs, happened. His songs with the symphony, I'm like, so I bought a ticket last minute by myself and then uh, just geeked out for about an hour and a half yeah. listening to him. Um, he was great. It was, a good, it was a good set. He did all the songs that I love, and the strings were, well, the whole symphony was a, a nice touch, too. Yeah. Oh. I actually, I had just moved out of Nashville, I think a couple months before that show. And I was so hurt. Oh man, I'd be <laughs> hurt too. Like, I, I was so it, hurt. I would have been so upset. I, yeah, it was one of those things where I just was looking, somehow I was browsing and saw that it was, he was up like that day. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. So uh, yeah. I went and it was great. Yeah. Oh, I know it was. I hope I get to see him. With the symphony. I did see Michael McDonald with the symphony. So, oh, wait. I saw him at the Skirmish Horn. I don't know if I saw him with the symphony. Mm-hmm. I saw him play there, but when I saw him, he he wasn't with the symphony. That would have been great. It was so good. And he did, a shine, you know, a Sweet Freedom. Oh, Sweet Freedom. Like, that's how you got to get me back to talk about him. Sweet Freedom. <laughs> I will. Sweet Freedom. Uh, I actually, I never put it out, but I wrote a song that I pretty much took the chords from that chorus because I never heard a progression like that. Yeah. So I was like, man, I gotta write something around that. But it's it's one of those songs that no one's ever heard. It's but I do love Sweet Freedom. hmm Yeah. Oh uh, I just I mean even though they're so great individually, it just still makes sense to talk about them together. Even though they're yeah, absolutely they they're they're definitely put it this way, the person that loves Mike McDonald, I can't imagine them not loving Kenny. Yeah. They kind of, the, the the things that you like about one, the other one has too, you know, mm-hmm. great voice, great writing. They kind of got the whole uh, melodic soul thing and they're good. They're yeah, good. to this day, they're good. Let's say we're talking about Kenny Loggins or someone he overhears you talking about Kenny Loggins. They're like, I have never heard of Kenny Loggins. So that means you have someone that has not been right. influenced by Footloose, <laughs> right, or anything like you got them fresh out the gate. They don't know anything. Caddyshack, yeah. none of that. Which yeah, I don't yeah, hate, yeah. Which I don't hate. Right. Uh, I just don't feel like it tells the full story. No, no, it, it's not the fullness. It's boy. not the fullness. <laughs> so, if you had somebody that was fresh out the gate 
and they were like, okay, in order for me to really understand Kenny Loggins' music, what three songs? Oh, man. It could be three songs. It could be an album. It could be like, what would you recommend they listen to first? Well, I mean, the one that got me, the album, and this probably because just my my age, but it was the essential Kenny Loggins. So, like, it's not like I was really around when he was putting out, like, when those records were new. So I kind of heard all those songs in context to, like, his compilation, you know, because, like I said, I was just wasn't around. But um, I would I would do what we touched on. Like, I would I would try to cover kind of the facets that that make Kenny Kenny. So I would do something from like Logan's and Logan's and Messina. Mm-hmm. I would probably pick songs that I thought covered just the different facets that that I think he touches on. So for like the folky kind of uh Americana stuff, I, I would probably pick Danny's song. It's just a classic and it's sweet without all the stuff that you know it's it's more subtle but it's still just as sweet right. i would pick that i would pick I, I mean i had to do heart to heart and this is it those three so i'd probably yeah. Yeah, pick something from something from the logins and messina and then i would pick uh heart to heart ah what a what a fool believes too though oh man yeah it's hard isn't it well you know what I'm giving a long answer, but to me, heart to heart and what a believe, what a fool believes, and this yeah. is it. They kind of cover the same zone. Yeah. So I would do, I would do, I would do Pooh Corner, Heart to Heart, and Danny's song. Yeah. That's to me. Those are the three that would cover the most ground. So let's say one person kind of only leaned toward one side. I feel like a wide range of people would hear those three and have at least one that really spoke to them. Mm -hmm. So that's, if I had to really think it through, those are probably off the bat that I would do. Yeah. I love, I love Kenny. I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of being reminded of how much, how much good stuff he has out. Yeah so much such an incredible songwriter and just incredible musician he's a beast and i just really like i hear him and i get part of me gets inspired and then a part of me gets kind of sad because i'm like man like who who writes like this anymore like i i really i really envy the the era where you were hearing that kind of stuff on on the radio Mm mm-hmm like the fact that those songs were like top forty songs, I'm like, wow, like that's crazy to imagine. Like this is this was the mainstream mm-hmm. pop sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I, I I was born in the wrong time. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But thank goodness, I mean, I'm so glad we still have you know the music, and he's still touring, and there's even like a couple DVDs that I saw that are out now with him, Michael McDonald, uh, David Foster. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know David Foster was um, involved in those songs either. Like yeah. that, man, that again, that era, just the fact that those guys were all like new upcoming guys mm-hmm. just working together. 
I mean, I, I think I even heard that like Michael Jackson would even be hanging out with them in the studio, and he's like, "What kind of time was that?" Like, right? Eighties out in L.A. was just crazy. Yeah, like this the song um, "Who's Right and Who's Wrong." Michael Jackson yes. back up on, and you can hear it; it's so clear. Yep. And things like that weren't rare. You know, it's pretty common. Right, just having people hop on stuff like Michael McDonald on Steely Dan's on, on Peg. Oh my God. I, don't get me started. I'm a nerd about that song. Yeah. I love that song. Like, so yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it was a definitely a golden era for, for that style. Yeah. Bob James, you know, had a big deal to do with yes. going in that direction. And um, of course, Christopher Cross and, Christopher Cross, and then uh, late rest in peace. Just found out about James Ingram, yeah. which is, but like I, I put him in that same group. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice and the way he would sing was very, you know, he was he was definitely part of that crew. Yeah. Okay, so Alvin, this is the part of the show where I allow my guests to introduce either their favorite or one of their most favorite songs. I know sometimes with your artists, favorite artists, it's hard to pick one particular one. So I'm going to allow you in the way that you want to introduce your song. I'm going to pick Celebrate Me Home. It's, I mean, I think it's supposed to be a Christmas song, but I think it applies (laughs) to, I mean, I think you can listen to it anytime. Yeah. Um, It definitely is just a strong song by itself, aside from the holidays, but that's a, that's a good one. He sounds amazing. It's warm. So uh, I picked Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Loggins. And yeah, that's my pick. You know, the first time I heard that, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought I was younger and I really thought it was about a funeral. Like I thought it was about like oh, someone that was going I mean, to yeah, die. Yeah, you could. I mean, I guess take me home. You know, I don't know. That's yeah. That's, <laughs> you, I, I, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, home is definitely not here for, mm-hmm. for, for us. So I guess when, I guess when we go, we are we are celebrating going home. Right. I thought it was like a good home going, you that's know, that so strong funny. Baptist double clap <laughs> song you got going. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Y'all can play that at my funeral. <laughs> Alvin, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. This has been a blast. Y'all, well, thank you for that. It was a A very special thank you to my guest, Alvin Love III. And a very special thank you to you for listening. I really hope that if you're a Kenny Loggins fan, that you really love this episode. And I hope that if you didn't know too much about Kenny Loggins, or not as much as Alvin and I seem to do, um, that you enjoy more of his catalog. There really is just so many different facets of it as we discussed. Um, Please subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and Anchor and Stitcher and just look for me. I'm just, I'm so glad that you guys have subscribed and given me so many great messages about how much you're loving the podcast. Until next time, I'm Toya Haynes. Celebrate.